Welcome to A History of the Inca. Episode 38, El Condor Pasa. Hello everyone and welcome once again to A History of the Inca. I'm your host, Nick Mashinsky. A couple of items before we begin. If you haven't listened to the podcast update that was released not long ago, I encourage you to do so. It has some valuable information about the show and the short-term future of this podcast. If you've listened to it, you would know that we are pausing the narrative to explore some other aspects of Inca society and Andean culture. So if you want to be up to date with what's going on, please go back and check out that update. We have several patrons who have joined in supporting the show over the past several months. At our $1 or Mita Laborer level, we have Jason Sierra. At $2 or the Meat May level, we have Andro Senjic. And we have Scott, who is an Inca of privilege, at $4. Kyle Crury is a Caraca at $7. And we have someone at our highest tier, Sapa Inca. And that is Alejandro Medina. Thank you very much, Alejandro, and to everyone who has recently gone over to Patreon to support the show. It is extremely appreciated. And finally, I was fortunate enough to be interviewed by Max Sargent for his podcast, the Latin American History Podcast. Max's podcast started out covering the indigenous people of both Central and South America. He's covered the Spanish explorations of the Caribbean, as well as the invasion of the Aztec Empire. Now the podcast is covering the Spanish invasion of Peru and the fall of the Inca. So if you'd like to jump ahead and to hear some of my thoughts on the Inca Empire right before the Spanish arrive, be sure to check out the Latin American History Podcast. I'll post a link in the show notes. Now then, I believe I've stated before how much I enjoy music. If not, then accept that previous statement as my official proclamation. I enjoy most genres of music. Sorry, country. Or at least respect people's taste in music. Sorry, country music fans. I can remember lyrics to random songs and connect different bands and collaborators together. This made me the go-to person for Bar Trivia Night very long ago, when I could go to bar trivia night. Anyways, when studying for exams, I would often listen to music as it would help me recall how to solve a math problem or some scientific equation. However, when it comes to writing or reading, I've stayed away from listening to music. I find that when I try to write and listen, I often am paying more attention to the song and the lyrics than the material I'm supposed to be writing on. However, when writing scripts for the podcast, including this one, I often put on my headphones and pound away at the keys. And I can do that because I listen to Andean music when I write the show. And yes, I am serious. Turns out as long as the lyrics are in a different language, they're less distracting for me. So when I sit down to write any script, I tune into my two-hour Andean-inspired playlist. 
and get to work. And if you were to look at that playlist, you would find a song that we are going to talk about today, El Condor Pasa. Enjoy. The year, 1965. Location, Théâtre de l'Est Parisien, Paris, France. You take your place in the audience, just off the aisle. You stand, leaning against the wall, cigarette in hand. You bring it up to your mouth and, with the strike of a match, light it. Inhale and exhale a cloud of smoke. It mingles with the atmosphere of the theater, a cloud of haze that reaches all the way to the stage. The stage where you performed earlier that night. The next band finishes setting up their instruments and taking their places. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for coming. We are Los Incas. And with that, the band begins to play, a tune you've never heard before. It captures your attention immediately and whisks you away into that cloudy haze enveloping the theater. It is only when the song ends that you come out of your hypnotic state and you decide to go backstage and meet the band after their performance. And when you finally get backstage, you meet the guitarist, offer them a cigarette, complimenting them on their performance, and you ask about their origin. Turns out they've been around for a while, since 1956, and formed in Paris. However, the leader says he and most of his bandmates are originally from Argentina. What is your name, you ask? Jorge Milchberg, the young man replies. What's yours? Paul Simon. Who is Paul Simon? Who is Paul Simon, you ask? What? Paul Simon is an American singer, songwriter, and guitarist. In fact, he's one of the greatest songwriters in all of pop music. And that's right, pop. Pop, short for popular, encompasses a wide range of music that we might subdivide into other categories. Originally, it was more country or blues. In the 1950s, it was rock. It is whatever is popular at that time. In 1956, Paul Simon teamed up with his childhood friend, Art Garfunkel, and formed the duo Simon and Garfunkel. Simon composed many of the songs for the duo and played the guitar, but Garfunkel could add another dimension to the songs with his impressive vocal range. Together, the two had numerous hits, some dark, depressing, and mysterious, such as Sound of Silence or Scarborough Fair. And sorry, Seether fans, the original Sound of Silence is still better. However, some of their songs could be also uplifting, such as Cecilia or Bridge Over Troubled Water. And if any of you have seen the 1967 film The Graduate, starring Dustin Hoffman and Bancroft and Catherine Ross, you know Simon and Garfunkel's songs were the soundtrack to that film, resulting in a boost for the duo and a new song, Mrs. Robinson. Today, after a long career with Art Garfunkel and as a solo artist, 
Paul Simon is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, is one of the top guitarists of all time, to go along with his accolades as a writer, and is a 16-time Grammy winner throughout his career. What does all of this have to do with Andean music and Los Incas? For that, let us go back to when Paul Simon met Jorge Milchberg. The two became friends, and Los Incas would tour with Simon and Garfunkel. Simon would even produce an album for them. One day, Simon asked Milchberg if he could add some English lyrics to one of the songs performed by Los Incas, El Condor Pasa. Milchberg said sure. The song was an old Andean folk tune, and he had been collecting royalties on it for years. So, Paul took the tune, added some English lyrics, which he and Garfunkel sung. El Condor Pasa, If I Could, was thus created. The song was added to their album Bridge Over Troubled Water, which came out in January of 1970. The album was the duo's biggest ever. It charted number one in Australia, Germany, the Netherlands, France, Sweden, Spain, the US, and the UK. More specifically, El Condor Pasa was number one in Germany, Australia, Austria, and the Netherlands. In the US, it reached as high as 18, still very respectable. Bridge Over Troubled Water was a huge success, and this song, El Condor Pasa, with Andean roots, was made famous worldwide. Then, later that year, came the lawsuit. The lawsuit was a copyright lawsuit filed by one Armando Robles Garroy, a Peruvian filmmaker and son of Daniel Olmia Robles. So what was this all about? Well, it turns out that El Condor Pasa was not just any Andean folk tune. It was a song written by Daniel Olmia Robles in 1913 for the Peruvian Zarzuela or musical play of the same name and is actually about an Andean mining community. So how did this lawsuit play out? Well, a 2008 interview with Garroy gives us some clear insight and this was a translation from Spanish, so it's not quite a direct quote. It was an almost friendly trial, because Paul Simon, apart from being a genius, is a culture lover. It was an oversight on his part. It happens that he had heard the song in Paris. He liked it, so he approached the band leader, who gave them the wrong report. They told him it was a popular tune of the 18th century, and not that it was my father's composition. It was a trial without major problems. Thus, the trial was a success for Godroy, and his father would receive his due credit as the original composer. Simon would get credit for the lyrics, and Milchberg for adding some notes as well. More trouble came in 1970, though. Not long over Bridge Over Troubled Water came out, Simon and Garfunkel split up citing one of the most popular reasons in music, creative differences. Simon would go on to have a successful solo career in the music industry, while Garfunkel dabbled in acting 
as well as some music production. However, time tends to heal all wounds, and over the years, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel have reunited several times to play live concerts from time to time. Today, the legacy of El Condor Pasa endures. Thanks to the success of Simon and Garfunkel's album, the song is now widely considered the second anthem of Peru and is the most recognizable Andean tune in the world. I want to thank you all for listening to this very short episode. It was fun to dig into this iconic song and the history behind it. Due to copyright laws, I decided not to include snippets of the songs I mentioned in this episode, though the thoughts certainly crossed my mind. Let's face it, the chances of me being sued would be small, but I don't need that hanging over my head, not to mention how ironic that would be. Instead, a link to the YouTube video of Simon and Garfunkel's version of El Condor Pasa, if I could, is within the show notes for all of you to view, and I highly encourage you to check out their other works as well.